These are the worst mic stands. They're not the worst. I bet you there's worse. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> They're the worst that we own. <laughs> you just having trouble. All that bumbling around is Zach trying to figure out the mic stand. There we go. Three, two, one. Oh, what's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Zach and... I liked it last week when you said... Welcome to the Easy Podcast. Oh. And then you do the intro. Okay. Let me do that again then. <laughs> Insert exact audio from last week here. Beep. Oh, what's up, filmmakers and Oh, what's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Zach. Nope. Oh, what's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is the Easy Podcast. And I'm Zach. And with me as always is This is Eric. Eric. Why are you doing that with your voice? Oh, it's oh. a Marvel reference right out of yeah, the gate. Yeah. I'm trying to copy you. Here's, what we, here's, here's the, our podcast. The God man. <laughs> I mean, we may as well be a Marvel podcast. Um, I mean, it is the oh, t-shirt wow. I'm wearing. wearing a Marvel shirt. Shocker. It's fitting. Uh, we do talk about it a lot, although uh, not a, well, yeah, well, I guess one Marvel movie made the list last year for us. Uh, but speaking of Marvel, a couple of Marvel things for the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, Did you bro. catch those? Uh, okay. I... Uh, if we're having, if we're talking Super Bowl, then well, we're not talking Super Bowl. I, I know. I don't care. Elements of Super Bowl include commercials. Commercials, and you know, there there was a time, and I was even thinking about this this morning. There was a time when we would totally geek out over the commercials and the whole halftime show and the whole thing. And for me, it, I was like, meh. Well, it's been weird because this year it feels like they were all released like the week before. Online, they released almost every single one of these online before, so it was strange. Um, there was a couple standouts, I thought. Um, one is the the, uh, a certain soft drink commercial featuring Brian Cranston, and it kind of reenacts The Shining. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm purposely not saying any of the products because I don't want to advertise them. Um, and not not without a check, of course. No, of course. (laughs) Uh, we would never do that without being paid properly. (laughs) Send check or money order Mm -hmm. to the easy podcast show at gmail.com. How can Um, you send a check or money order to an email address? (laughs) Email me. We'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, but then there was a grocery store commercial that was pretty good that featured like a bunch of like movie sci-fi iconic things like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, like the phone booth and DeLorean Mm -hmm. and, a uh, ton of spaceships, the Millennium Falcon, like a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, really well done. Probably the most expensive commercial out of all of them, I bet. Um, but yeah, other than that, who cared? Like most of this stuff this year was boring. I don't know. I wasn't like, mm, I wasn't into it. No, no. I, I wasn't even into the halftime show. My wife being a dancer was like, oh, it was awesome. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. Sure. You don't understand the athleticism. I go, yeah, I do. I just wasn't. I just go, don't care. <laughs> I was just like, meh. Yeah, right. You know, I I just over-sexualized dancing, whatever, and I, I, I was just like, uh, I could take it or leave it. It didn't, it wasn't. Well, that's debatable. I uh, mean, it was, the, the, I mean, when they announced it's going to be J-Lo and Shakira, you knew the whole thing was going to be a bunch of booty shaking. I mean, yeah. hello, yeah. that's what it was going to be, and that's what it was. So it was it was right exactly sure. what you expected. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hand out a bunch of respect, though, to them because... The production was awesome. 50 years old and 42 yeah. years old. Is yeah. The two, you know, like. yeah, for sure. It was funny because Sydney turns to my wife, who recently turned 50 and 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 was and was like mom can you do that (laughs) and she she very quickly said no no i can't 
Um, you know, that takes a lot of training. And then oh, Sydney yeah. and then Sydney says, Aren't you a trainer? Oh <laughs> she's quick, roasting. Man. She was quick. She's roasting. It, yeah, it was it was funny. Man, but call the fire squad. Actually, she could totally do it. Um like if she put in the energy to to work out all the choreography and do that, sure. She could, she could probably easily do that within within a few weeks, but it was it was the exchange was entertaining yeah so. sure well the one thing i do want to talk about though and it's what pretty much everyone's talking about and it's why i brought up marvel the disney plus commercial for the marvel TV yes shows. i saw that and that was the only thing that caught my attention yeah shocker uh, and then i was extremely disappointed by coming soon yeah like really coming soon so. Coming, can you give me a freaking <laughs> date i mean this is the super bowl you spent how much <laughs> Okay, he's hyperventilating. Uh, watch out, everybody. Uh, back away from your, your Seriously, your speakers. coming soon. I know. Like, well, are you, you want uh, some good news? It's like, slap me in good the news? face. Good news? Yes. WandaVision is August. Uh, well. Dude, it's February. I know. But okay. Man, come on, buddy. It's okay. I know. I got to wait six months for everything. I wait six months for Mandalorian. I got to wait That's six true. months for this. I got to wait six months for... For Black Widow, I mean, come they on. They started. Uh, I think they start Witcher production this week on season two. Oh, oh sweet! That'll yeah, be so good. That'll be at the end of the year, probably again. Still waiting for season two of Umbrella Academy. That's like, true. On. Yeah, that has nothing to do with Disney, but anyway, no. so comic book though. Yeah, but WandaVision in August. WandaVision looks great. It does. It looks really interesting. It, I was like, oh, I the whole. The black and white, and then yeah. Vision was black and white, and then the TV thing, and they went bap, 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 through a couple of different, yep. like, she looked like she was in the 50s and then the 70s. And, and I was she like, has oh. her old comic book outfit yeah. on in one of them. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this is kind of cool. It looks really cool. Um, and then uh, we have, uh, Haw Haw not Hawkeye, uh, what's the yeah. other one? No, Hawkeye. no, Hawkeye's not in it. They didn't list Hawkeye in that, so I think they might have canceled it. No, I don't. I thought I saw. I think, I think they canceled Hawkeye. Really? I think so. After the whole Jeremy Renner thing. Did you hear about this? I don't want to talk about it. We're not a gossip site. Uh, anyways, if you want to look it up, look up uh, Jeremy Renner social media and then also Jeremy Renner ex-wife and you'll find out what I'm talking about. Uh, oh. Yeah, not great. Um, and then, uh, so uh, what's the, what's the, 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 the <laughs> I'm doing the bird movement. <laughs> what's this? What, what's the. Falcon. Falcon, thank you. Yes, you're uh, welcome. Because okay, so, the, 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 the trailer, the commercial opens yeah. up with. The shield, yeah, stuck in a tree, right, of some sort, or stuck into something because then he picks it. You and see then him throws pick it, it up back into another tree, and it throws. But I was like, oh. So uh, do you think you think he's got? Okay, he's hyperventilating again. <laughs> the shield. That's what got my attention. We're at, we're at eleven minutes, yeah. and he's already hyperventilating. Yeah, um, I, need a, I need a paper bag. Yeah, we'll get you an <laughs> inhaler. Do you think he's got super serum? Oh. Because mm, how do you make him Captain America and then he's just a normal dude with wings? Like he gets punched yeah, once he's pretty, and he's like going he, down. Like he's, I mean, I don't know who punched. I mean, it depends on who punches him. All I guess. I'm saying is, like, if the Hulk punched Captain America, I don't think he would die. No, if the Hulk he didn't. punched Falcon. He would obliterate into a this thousand is, pieces. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Or if Thor did, right. or if That's Iron what I'm Man saying. did. Yeah. Or, I mean, look at like when Thanos and and Captain America fought. Thanos, yeah, didn't destroy. Cap Falcon would blow up. Yeah, He's, they got to do something. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So that's that's. I, that We're sounds like now. November. 
that sounds like November. I know. Is again, when that's coming really, out. I gotta wait till the yeah, fall. You know, and then bummer, Loki isn't until spring of twenty one. That's that's just <sighs> ridiculous. Ugh. Ugh. First world problems here. Yeah, on the easy podcast. That's that's it. Um, I think it looks breaking great. it down. I think production quality. It looks like a movie. It these does, are going to be. These are it's just going to be, be six hour movies, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um, the Mandalorian looked like a movie. Um, oh, did you see the the set photos from Mandalorian where they were using the Unreal Engine, the screen like the LED wall screen instead of like green screen? No. So. Um, some behind the scenes from, I think it was a cinematographer, uh, posted, maybe it was Greg Frazier posted how they shot some of the, um, the out outdoor scenes mm-hmm. and it was all done with that. Um, I believe the unreal engine where it's that screen that kind of wraps around and then the ceiling was even another screen and they just, for lack of a better term, projected onto each of those panels, what the world was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And so you, you had characters and actors actually acting with quote unquote real environments. Oh, wow. So they didn't That's, have to just look into a green screen. Yeah. And it made sense too, because there's, um, there's so much metallic in all of this. Like I couldn't imagine keying and rotoscoping all of that green off of like oh, the Mandalorian yeah. armor. Oh, like that yeah, would have been yeah. a headache. Sure. So for them to go and do this, it gives you real, environments you know real bokeh real yeah that's uh, cool. reflections and, and mm-hmm. lights and stuff so yeah. yeah it was really awesome uh go check that out i think it's greg frazier's instagram had a bunch of pictures but um shout out greg frazier oh man one of the best i think yeah. so what uh what else you got anything from super bowl no i no, mean not, i mean i was i was glad kansas city won um, and my I San will Francisco, never be glad the Kansas my, City won. My, yeah, uh, Oklahoma guy. Well, I'm uh, a Broncos fan. Yeah. The Broncos weren't anywhere near the Super Bowl no, this year. No, sure. So they you weren't. should be happy that the AFC team won. I guess so. But the Broncos uh, can never root for Kansas City. Fair. Fair enough. But first time there in 50 years and their first trophy, which was great. Yeah. So I'm happy for them. And that's Sports Corner done. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching? Um, okay. I have a problem. Oh, no. I, ha- I have a binge addiction problem. Oh, Eric. Um, do you need therapy? No. I do don't need think to, so. Do you need to call a number, 1-800-I-HAVE-BINGE? <laughs> Maybe. Binge kind of sounds like a like a... It's an illness, doesn't it, it? Yeah, it is. Oh man, I got hey. a really bad case of the binge. <laughs> oh, that binge is really flaring up again. <laughs> yeah, well, it flared up for sure. Um, so, obviously, continuing my dive back into um, anime stuff. So, more Naruto, Shippuden um, stuff that I've been watching on Netflix. So, thank you, Netflix, for continuing to. You know, funnel so, so your support addiction. the anime. Yeah, I mean they've got a lot of anime options, oh, which is ton. really cool. Um, have you ever gotten the like Studio uh, Ghibli stuff? Mm-hmm. I may have said that wrong. I'm sorry. Please don't at me. No. So pr- Studio Ghibli is like that is to me one of the like highest tiers of anime. Okay. So you have like your Princess Minokes, um, Howl's Moving Castle, um, Howl's Moving Castle. Did I say that right? I think so. Anyways, um, my neighbor Totoro which is like a classic anime film. So I guess outside of the U.S. on every Netflix, like 
they have all the studio Ghibli's or cool or Ghibli's. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm really bummed that like, we don't get them. I guess there's some deal with HBO max or whatever's coming from Warner brothers that mm-hmm. they're going to get it, which means I'm going to have to pay something. You're right. Right. Another fee, but, um, another streaming. Yeah. Right. And maybe because I have uh, a certain cell phone, cell phone provider, I'll get it for free. Cause oh, I currently yeah. get HBO for free. From yeah. That current provider. Yeah. Uh, we'll see though. But yeah, you should really be checking out Studio Ghibli stuff. Like it's it's another level of like quality and drama and in Yeah, I'm sure it's probably I can probably find it on Crunchyroll. So yeah, they, Crunchy they probably have some. Yeah. Um and then I, I watched Cloverfield Paradox. Wow, you're a little three three I'm years little, behind on that. I'm this. behind on that Especially one. Especially since that was a uh, Super Bowl movie. Yeah, and I was like oh let me let me just check this out. This looks cool. And I mean, it was cool. It's okay. Yeah, okay. It's fine. Yeah, it, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Really, though, like, a lot of people gave it a lot of hate. I think it's because... I the, like it, this story idea. The idea more, was there. M- more than I like the implementation of yes. it. Yes. Uh, but it was it was still cool. Um, it was fine. It's it fine. fine. Yeah. I think it had it had a hard time because it just came off 10 Cloverfield Lane. Right, And yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. So... So I'm going backwards, so I'm going to be encouraged... But, you uh, haven't seen Tin Cloverfield Lane I either, have it, or no. Cloverfield? No. Oh boy. Yeah. So you really do need to go backwards, yeah, though. I now am, I am. That's, Don't screw this up. I'm not. All right. So I'm going in the right direction. You, getting, well, getting the watered down I version. Think and Tin Cloverfield's the best. I think. Oh, so I should go. Well, like, now anyway. you're. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do now. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, Rise of Empires Ottoman um, was the thing I binged all night last night last night yes i was like oh how many episodes i don't have to get up early tomorrow fantastic let's 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 watch this boom episode two boom episode three boom and they're 45 minutes a piece episode four boom episode five boom like every single one of them it's kind of a docudrama oh so it's like reenactment y- y- yes and no so this it was really cool because i haven't seen anything done like this and the way they did it was they had these interviews with these historians, these various historians that are well-versed in the whole Ottoman Empire growth and the attack on um, Constantinople mm-hmm. and, um, and how no army f- from the 5th century to the 15th century, there were like 23 different attempts to try to overtake Constantinople, but because of how it was designed and the, and the wall and... They just couldn't do it, wow. including um, Mohammed's father, who who failed. He was the twenty third, and so um, and so it kind of talks through different um, timelines of kind of his rise into becoming sultan of the Ottoman Empire and the growth of the Ottoman Empire, and then kind of the the climax of him. Um, conquering Constantinople and that whole process. And so they dispersed throughout the different episodes were these narration slash interviews with these different historians. So it was act, you know, the, the, the storyline is, is factual. Is it kind of like drunk history? Have you ever seen that? Um, so drunk history is exactly how it sounds. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. They get people yes. drunk and yeah, they, they re- 
they, 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 they talk explain, through, yeah. yeah, they talk through the history of something. Yeah. And then as they're explaining it, obviously the humor of it is like the person that's explaining the story is also voicing the people. And so, yeah. but I'm sure they didn't do that for this. But it's that it's that same way where these historians are kind of narrating yes. as it's so narrating there's, there's exactly what's happening. There is this kind of narration, yeah. but the narration changes depending on the historian that they're talking to. But it fits the timeline fits in, and there is a little bit of timeline bouncing, you know, like flashbacks and sure, like this is you know kind of developing the story a little bit further to understand this. You need to yeah. know this type of a thing. Yeah, and it um, but it was cool. Huh. I, I I enjoyed how it was done because you felt like you were watching a Nat, Nat Geo doc type of thing, but at the same time you're watching this dramatic um, yeah. depiction. Of, yeah, like of, cinematic reenactments. Yeah, yeah, and it it was it was done pretty well, and um, yeah, I is, liked it. Is that a Netflix original? Do you know, or it is, is it just I on do, Netflix? I do believe it's a Netflix oh, wow. original. Okay. And it just dropped like last week or week before. Yeah. So it's only been out, you know, less than two weeks. My um my wife and I we watched uh Next in Fashion. So that so these Project Runway is my uh Guilty, guilty Pleasure, pleasure mm-hmm. reality show. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because there's something so incredibly interesting That's about like your glitter force. Y- well <laughs> no. Glitter force is its own level, buddy. Uh, Project Runway, though, it's so interesting to see, kind of, like, you get to see these people do creative things in constricted situations, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's kind of like just watching, you know, artists paint and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, seeing the, how people can make styles so unique or interesting or really bad. Right. Um, or bland, and I'm just kind of like, that looks stupid, and then the judges love it. I'm like, well, clearly I know nothing about fashion. But sometimes, you know, things will come along, and it's like, and that looks awesome. Like that mm-hmm. is really cool. And then I learned to kind of respect and understand kind of what goes into making certain things. Sure. And so you're like, when something looks a certain way and it's finished off a certain way, it's like, wow, that's extraordinary. Like that's super. Yeah. You have an appreciation for yeah. it, even though you might not like yeah, it. Right. Yeah. You're like, I'm never going to wear that. Or uh, my wife would be caught dead wearing that. But. I can appreciate how they yeah. got to it. Yeah. So the thing with Next in Fashion, though, it's it's Netflix's version of that, of Project Run- Runway, basically. And um, what was cool about it, though, is it starts off in, in teams of two, and then they get, like, six episodes in, and then they split them up. And now they're one versus one, you know, one versus everybody, I guess. And um, But they don't limit the challenges to, like only female models so they'll do male models and stuff situations too so you get like these really cool suits and other things like that and so it's interesting to see kind of more of like male fashion in this too at least from my perspective because you don't get a whole lot of that in project runway it's mostly just a lot of female fashion yeah and so it was cool to see some of the things it's like oh man that's that's really interesting that's really unique or i there's no way i would ever want to wear that or be near that you know Uh Um, but yeah, I thought it was really well done. It's, it's definitely for it's being its first season, like of the series, it's super polished and yeah. it's all shot at red studios, oh, which okay, is funny. Cool. And, um, yep. they actually use the studio like backlot, like they're walking around and you see like the red logo on things and, um, the walkway or the catwalk, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if that's appropriate to call that anymore, but, um, the walkway that they go down the runway, duh, uh, is all LED screen. Mm-hmm. And so they do these really cool things. It's all modular. So each 
runway that they do per episode is like a different setup. Oh, that's cool. And it looks really cool. Yeah. So from a production standpoint, that's awesome too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I recommend it. Like if you like, you know, it, it, there's not a whole lot of drama, which was nice. Um, Project Runway has a lot of that crap yeah. and I don't care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to see the creativity. Right, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of that in this. So yeah, I, cool. I definitely recommend it. Um. So yeah, we got some new trailers that dropped. Yeah, what, uh, I mean, besides, uh, the only one I know of, oh, I didn't watch the Fast and the Furious 9 trailer, but I did, I did. see I did see the new James Bond trailer. James Bond looks fantastic. Man, that looks cool. Yep. Um, Carrie Fukunawa, I'm they, probably saying that wrong. They dropped, no, I think that's right. And then they dropped the, uh, they dropped that during the Super Bowl too. Oh, that's right. They, or they ran it during the Super Bowl at least. Yep. Um, yeah, Fast and Furious 9. Like, who would have guessed? The, the thing that blows my mind is is that um, that this <laughs> franchise has gotten so many, they got so much, like, miles out of it, no pun intended. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, just, I, when the first one dropped, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, John Singleton. Yeah. And it was cool. So and it was something movie. New. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it was, you know, kind of that that space and fairly realistic and i was and i was kind of in that world for a bit you know in college and i was like yeah this is a cool um maybe a follow-up but i don't see it going beyond that yeah and here we are 2020 number nine right is out um and and a spinoff the and the spinoff the so Hobbs 10, and Shaw, 10 yeah. total movies yeah um I think the big thing for me in this one was in the trailer um, and spoilers for trailers, I guess. Spoilers I mean. for trailers. <laughs> That's a, it's a new series coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for trailers. Um, but uh, Han, who died in, in Tokyo Drift, the third one. Um, no, no, it wasn't. Well, he dies the in the third one, which is Tokyo Drift. Uh-huh. And then the fourth and fifth movie, I believe, are actually prequels to the third movie. They take place between uh, okay. the second and he, third movie. Because he, well, he dies in the in the big wreck. I think at the end of seven, number seven. It's Hobbs and Shaw is throwing me off. It could be could have been the last one, but anyway, he shows up. He's not dead. Well, yeah. they show him wrecking in the cards mangled. All right, we got to get this right for all the Fast and Furious fans. Okay, Han dies. In uh-huh. Tokyo Drift, uh-huh. and I remember it because I was thinking that's a stupid way to, for that character to just die in the in the traffic but accident, w- basically. And then in the fourth movie, no, fifth movie, it they reveal that it's Jason Statham is the one that actually killed Han. Yes, but that the one. fourth movie is a prequel to the third movie with Han still alive. And then I think they just throw it out the window for the sixth movie and they don't care that he died or something. I cannot remember. It's really or, yeah, weird. He wasn't in it or something. Y- yeah. Um, uh, he does, But he doesn't die twice is what I'm saying. He dies in the third movie definitively. And then I think he's in the fourth and the fifth. Whatever. Hang on. I gotta get my These timelines are about as yeah, the, the timelines followable are as place. an X-Men movie. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really care. I don't care. You you watch Fast and Furious for the car chases, for the for the explosions. Yeah, it, it's it's mindless entertainment for the most part. The thing the, that you're not really. I mean, it's not. You're. I mean, 
honestly, let's just be honest. Well, sure. I I think what I'm having an issue with lately is like Fate of the Furious one with Charlie's Throne. I didn't like right. it. Well, I thought he's back. I know. I saw that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't care for it. I thought it was kind of dull. And then Hobbs and Shaw too. I thought was kind of meh. Whatever. Like it just didn't hit me as as fun as kind of the the fourth and the fifth one. And mm. even or the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. I I, I liked it. I disagree. I, I liked I, it. I, for I me, it was fun because I don't have super high expectations. You know, I go to get entertained, and well, it was exactly I, yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not you saying know. I'm going to see you know. Hobbs and Shaw and expecting 1917. Right. I mean, I know what I'm getting into when I buy that ticket. But at the same time, I was just kind of, I don't know. I guess I expected, they've turned these characters into superheroes. Yeah. And that, yeah. to me, is a little yeah. off-putting. I mean, I guess. I just, I don't, the rock. I don't know. He would have been split in half if he was holding that helicopter yeah, and he, those yeah, trucks at the yeah, same time. For sure. His arm would have ripped yeah, off. There's yeah. There's a certain point where yeah. I kind of go, okay, you. But Captain America held a helicopter. Captain for, America for a is a superhero with super serum. Yeah, but he's half the size of the rock. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> come on. You're being ridiculous. I am. I'm, I'm, You're being I'm ridiculous. I'm right now. It's fine. Did you find out information on Han? By the way, we've talked way too long yeah. on the Fast and Furious. Han Lu is a fictional character from Fast and Furious franchise. Um, in, um, Sung Kang is the actor. Um, he originally appeared in Better Luck Tomorrow. Um, but in the Fast and Furious series, he first appears in Tokyo Drift in Tokyo as the mentor of Sean Boswell, you know, the guy that's, uh, and then dying in a collision in the film's climax. Okay. See, um, S I not S E. Right. Um, uh, Turtles crew shown subsequent films, fast and furious, um, fast and furious, fast five. Okay, crew was shown in subsequent films, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Fast and Furious Seven, as well as Los Bandoleros. Um, what? Was that another spinoff? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Huh. It's a very loose spinoff. Um, mm. And then he reappears. So, yeah, you're right. He reappears. And then he reappears. So, like, so oh, he's not dead. Four, five, six, and seven all technically take place before Tokyo Drift. I guess so. That's so weird. Um. Anyway. All right. So we so, just. But I, at, it was cool. I'm. I liked his character and the fact that he's not dead and that he's back is. I I like that idea. Yeah. No one ever dies in this. Not necessarily. I I I was like, dude, really? John Cena is Dom's brother. Spoilers I, I, for trailers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, John. You know, it's, they look nothing alike. They they don't. And there's this. Then there's a profile shot with them staring at each other, and it's clear that they. You know, did you have a different dad? It's because I mean, was it the mailman? I mean, I mean, maybe maybe they do throw that idea. In I, there yeah, as I a don't different know. yeah different father. I, I mean, I guess that's possible, but uh, I, they just I don't they have know. to make it about family. It's always about it, family. It is. Yeah, and that's one of my turnoffs for it too. Like that, I just can't stand. It's like just. Make being a car action movie. Stop making about me a familia. Like I just don't. But with Charlize Theron coming back, as which you know that whole thing was set up from the previous one. Yeah, and she was pulling them strings or whatever, and um, uh, yeah, 
so anyway, yeah. I just, um, I guess one part of me is looking forward to just see how bonkers this continues to get. Right. Like, it's just going to yeah. get more ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, at some point, I mean, as, as long as it keeps making money. That's all as Universal As long as it makes money about. for the studio, yeah. then they'll keep making them. That is all Universal And it's fine. About. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Quiet Place 2. Yeah. Moving on. I didn't want to see, I didn't want to see prequel. <laughs> There's a flashback in it and I'm like, I didn't want to see this. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that's so, eh, whatever. So here, here's our, here's our take on Quiet Place 2. <laughs> okay. And All moving right. On. <laughs> okay. Uh, another trailer that dropped this week that looked uh, kind of interesting was, and I, I think I'm saying this right, Vivarium. It looks like a Jordan Peele version of the Truman Show, with um, Adam Sandberg. And Anna, Adam Sandberg or Adam, Andy Sandberg? Andy Sandberg. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. What's this? Yeah. I didn't hear about this. It lo- like it looks like a Twilight Zone version of the Truman Show. Is it a TV it, show or a movie? No, it's a movie. It is movie? Yeah. Um, or is he just producing it? Uh, no, I think it's a movie. Now you got me wondering whether or not it might be a. If, series let us know on twitter yeah. if it's a series or a movie we're not Vivarium, gonna look it up is that i think it's a film it looked like a film so andy samberg though so is it like a, andy samberg like a dark humor it's very drama it's look, very or? dark it's very twilight zony okay. you know all the houses look the same oh okay and they can't escape the because na- they're trying to leave they're looking at a house and then they're like oh this house is perfect for you and it's all everything's like pre-planned what was that what was that show they, or like movie they're stuck they the can't escape step stepford wives is that yeah. kind of like that yeah, yeah okay yeah. i never saw that yeah either, but. um but yeah i mean there's a few other things but i you yeah, know we can move on i i watched a few of the jordan peele produced twilight zones i just didn't care for them i thought they were kind of a miss you know they didn't really have the the same feeling as the original series to me like the original i'm, yeah. I'm talking like the first two seasons because then i got a little weird after that but yeah um yeah, it just uh, it just didn't hit me. You know, it wasn't wasn't quite you know gut punching enough as like the original ones were. They were so dramatic. You know, like yeah, I mean, I you you mentioned that when they released, and yeah. so I just I skipped it yeah. all together. <laughs> I mean, I, you're not missing much, really. So, yeah. all right, what else you got? I think that's about it. I mean, um, I mean, there's a number of other trailers to drop, but you know, we should we should just get to it. Yeah, I agree. So this week we have our segment <laughs> called From the Bin. From From the Bin. Where we deep dive, deep dive into It's more of the a deep reach. It's not a deep oh, dive. That sounds like, like a colonoscopy. <laughs> Sometimes that's what these are. Yeah. That's, all the way to the armpit. Yeah. Put your rubber gloves on and let's go. Oh, <laughs> take me to dinner first. Um, dinner in a movie. And then here it comes from the bin. Yeah. Oh, I wish you guys could see these <laughs> animations that Eric is doing. Should um, we be rolling the cameras? Oh, my gosh. What are we doing? <laughs> yes, we should be. All right. Well, uh, this is a special week sometimes we do these we've done two we lost one of them sort of we didn't uh, lose it we'll revisit it in december of this year now yes um our last one from the bin segment 
uh, yeah, these are fun. They are. It's it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> we have fun yeah. talking about them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, the premise. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm I'm walking You're lightly here. because yeah. of the last one. Yeah. Uh, we're we're moving past that. Um, let's just say that we found out some information about the last one that that's going to benefit these from here on out. Absolutely. Actually, it was really cool and I'm grateful because we learned there were some, you know, in the process because we didn't know and we were speculating on yeah. the episode and we learned some stuff. We and did. And we're happy to share that. We did. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit here and um I think it has a big part of us moving forward with these kind of movies. Yeah. Um which I think is kind of super interesting. Um mainly in the how do these make money? sort of way sure and and just so we preface it the whole from the bin series is was really born out of the whole idea of those big boxes in the big box stores that have all the you know their bins basically full of dvds and and we just thought it would be entertaining to blindly pull stuff out of it and 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 talk about it and and, sometimes it's and, good and, and, and wonder yeah. and scratch our heads why this is in the bin and you know so. right and, and that could be f- because it's a great movie why is this sure. in the bin or it could be well we know why this is in the bin like finding gems in the direct dvd yeah. space because a lot of times people aren't exposed to that so right. it gives those movies an opportunity and you know quite honestly there's a lot of them that are kind of meh that end up in there for a reason so yep we're just trying to have fun with it. Yeah. And, you know, we're we're going to do what it is. It's from the bin, and so now you know. And the other part of uh, everything is just kind of, you know, you're putting your, your, your work out there, your art out there. Sure. It's going to get critiqued. Yeah, yeah. And that's a part of what we're doing. We're putting our work out there by doing this yeah. podcast and video. Yep. Um, and it's going to get critiqued. And we've got other projects that we're working on, and they're going to get critiqued yeah and that's fine and no one's perfect um we can criticize and and uh critique something uh i i separate that because criticize sounds a little dramatic and, and maybe negative um but, but critiquing sounds so you know business um <laughs> but you know we can criticize things all day and claim that you know something should have been this way and this way but it comes down to it we weren't there. We weren't on set. We weren't in the rooms. Sure. Um, and it's and also, one man's opinion. Yeah. You know? Well, two men. Yeah. Uh, but uh, or, it is. Or a man and a boy. There it is. <laughs> a man and a boy. I'm 31. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 52. Over <laughs> hey, hey. In like it's a couple 51. months, it's fifty-one, and then what? In August? No, October. It just I just hit fifty. Oh, that's right. We just had that. Yeah, my bad, dog. No, you're good. We didn't put, have any kind of birthday soiree or anything, so nobody really knows. So it's fine. Huh? Huh? Moving on. <laughs> this week we're talking about a John Travolta film yeah. that you pulled out of the bin at a right. insert grocery store here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. So Trading Paint. Um, yeah. Trading Paint. And then it was also known as um, 
Some and Spanish so, name? Yeah, some other markets had it as, as something else, um, like burning rubber or something. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. You know, which training paint makes more sense. You're not burning a whole lot of rubber on a dirt track. No, so. and the training paint, they actually say it multiple times in the movie. Right. Which is kind of one of those, like, uh, you know, when you're, when you're Black Sabbath and you play the song titled Black Sabbath... Mm-hmm. Like when you're a band and you play, and yet your album is taught, is entitled Black Sabbath. Sure, um, and training paint. I mean, people in the racing world do that's a thing, especially in this know? type of racing, this which is round track dirt racing, NASCAR, and that yeah. vibe. You know, so uh, interesting thing about this: completely filmed in Alabama, right? Um, which okay, talk, since you brought that up, there's only one shot that actually looks like. It's recognizable in Alabama, and that's when they're at the dealership, and there's a shot that that goes out the window or across the lot, and I'm like, I've been there. Because I've been through Alabama a few times, and it was like, I mean, it didn't necessarily, it could have been anywhere in, in the south. And, I mean, obviously in the dirt track, you're not getting a lot of, so there wasn't really a lot of area establishment other than no, you know, the Talladega. There's, you know, the, there's, there's, I think one drone shot or aerial shot mm-hmm. um, in the whole thing, and it's kind of like just of like this this town. It could have been Joe Schmo town of yeah. any mid, middle America, right? Yeah, so, or Southern America. I mean, it was cool. It felt like what it, it was supposed to be. It did. Yeah, um, all the homes felt very Alabama Southern, or you know, even um, like John Travolta's character, his garage. Yeah, it, it all. I mean, they definitely went and found real locations that yeah. had already been yep. being used and lived in. So, location scout, thumbs up. Yeah, I well would say done. so. Good job um, there. The one thing that immediately stuck out to me about this movie, I, actually, this is going to be surprising. I don't have a whole lot of bad to say about this movie. I don't either. Uh, it's not great from like a interesting story. There's not a whole lot of meat to it it's a very straightforward yeah straightforward predictable is a word that came predictable, to mind predictable yeah. yeah um yeah basically let me give you the rundown so well actually let me let me get the cover here just give me uh let me read the the, the tagline is racing is in their blood so the movie is about uh john travolta and his son played by toby sebastian um who's apparently from game of thrones but i never saw him uh, whatever. And then his wife in this is also in Game of Thrones. They play cousins in Game of Thrones. So that's pretty. Um, when their winning streak begins to fail. Fall? It's very bright. When their winning streak begins to fail, legendary father and son racing duo, Sam, John Travolta, and Cam, Toby Sebastian. <laughs> yes, that's Sam and Cam. The Monroes. Have a falling out. Yeah. A rival racing giant takes advantage of this rift and offers Cam a lucrative opportunity racing for the adversary. Cam accepts, and the gap between father and son grows even bigger. Engines rev and sparks fly as the two are set against each other in an ultimate high-stakes race and the most dangerous competition between father and son. Um, well, that's that's over-exaggerating quite a bit on that <laughs> i mean it's not wrong it's the, not but i mean yeah. well okay there's a little bit of a fib there the most dangerous competition ever between a father I mean, and son that's yeah that's true i mean you know racing is dangerous and yeah. people die and get hurt and i mean that's a, that's a thing uh, but okay where do you want to start uh you know i think 
so you you brought up the story. It wasn't. Um, it's really straightforward. Yeah. Um, for me, it was predictable. Now, here's the thing: father son dynamic. Um, in some movies, is real easy to get me at, especially considering the season that I'm in. Sure. Right. Um, didn't get that. Oh, you didn't have that. Connection. I didn't. I didn't get the. Now, I'm not saying that the the acting was bad. I think John Travolta did a good job. Surprisingly, um, I would. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, there was a, especially the scene when his son. He's pulled his son out of the wrecked car. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, he's trying to get them to take his. You know, the paramedics show up and everyone's there, and he was like, "Get his helmet off. He can't breathe," and like he's freaking out. And I mean, just. I mean, John Travolta totally does a great job there. Um, that particular scene really stood out to me. Yeah. Um, There's another scene, though, that he does that it just totally took me out of it. And it's the it's the f- scene where they're at um, John Travolta's dealership or shop or whatever. And his son tells him he's going to go race for the other guy. And John Travolta, like, snaps instantly and, like, throws things off of his desks. Right. That whole scene... And it felt like maybe it was more of a director issue and not so much like a writer or um, actor issue, unless Travolta maybe thought that he needed that much energy in that moment. But it just feels like out of nowhere. Yeah. One, this movie does a terrible job of like setting up the antagonist because mm. never once there's there's one time I'll, I'll take that back. One thing that happens where the antagonist is played by Michael Madsen. Um, from all the Quentin Tarantino movies that you're probably familiar with, um, where he, he like tells one of the other racers to crash them, you know, and it ends up right. that's a, a yeah. son ends up getting wrecked. Yeah. Um, well, and he tells when he, he tells Cam to right. wreck his dad. Yeah, and then he doesn't. But and then he like apologizes, which is I think just him kind of trying to save face in that moment because right. then he goes and tells. Yep. Him. But up until that moment. The dude was just a dude. Yeah, he was a rival on the racetrack. Right. Yeah. And they, but they really, like, through physical language, they convey, and they even say in verbal language a couple times, like, um, that guy can't be trusted or that guy's reckless or something. Yeah. And up until that point, you've had no visual no story yeah, it wasn't beat. until he threw the radio on the ground when yeah. the, in when they walked in when he walks in the shop you know and his, i and i would just and toss that just, up to any character in that movie would have done that though yeah i mean if it's just a douchey were, move you know right. it was like okay yeah this guy's kind of yeah. douchey because if any other character in that movie heard somebody talking about them on public radio sure yeah they might have that reaction yeah yeah because all of the characters in this still movie, a douchey move though. yeah all of the characters in this movie <laughs> i wrote down are are like hotheads yeah they're all written very macho well and that's the rate you know that's the dirt track racing i bet you i mean it felt really true to form maybe maybe yeah <laughs> i just there's that kind of style that i just don't care to to see anymore right yeah um you know this yeah. this like i don't i can't show my emotions i have to um you know beat somebody up instead of just talking it out type of a thing right um which then is kind. It is kind of like yeah, because you totally saw that when he was drunk. When he was drunk in a bar and he was yeah. getting punched, the guy of course, you, you, like you saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, because it's just yeah. oh well, this is what this. It felt stereotypical to sure racing yeah. southern racers. Like yeah, you know, and I, yeah. I guess I wanted to see a little more depth to that. 
Um, I mean, I know what we were talking about the last movie, and it's like, well, what do you expect from Scorpion King 5? Well, this isn't a sequel to anything. It's an original property. No, and, it, and uh, so it was, it was, they started uh, principal photography in 2017 and wrapped. Oh, really? That's and, early. And wrapped um, their production in 2018 okay. for a 2019 release. Right. Um, the director was Carzon Cater. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to dive a little bit into that. Right. Um, he he won a student Oscar for Beckus back in 2012. Um, and Beckus was on Netflix for, for a while and I went to go watch it and I couldn't, couldn't pull it up. Um, but, and so I looked through kind of like his film history. He started in 2009 with a short and he did a number of shorts or like three shorts and then three, two or three features. He went to film school in Switzerland. Um, Where is he from, though, originally? Um, I think he's originally from, I, I want to say, Iraq. And his family, you know, um, left the unrest in Iraq to go, um, you know, have a better life in Switzerland. And um, and, mm. he, and he, he scored, last year, a three-picture deal. And... Um, and so, and I forget the names of the different pictures that, and they're in production. Probably, already. yeah, and they all, all with this and uh, it, Sabin it, Films um, company. Yeah, I think Sabin Films, and there's yeah. another film company that's also. Par- Paradox? Uh, no, it was a different one. I can't remember. I apologize. I should have wrote notes. Amiri? I'm reading them off the box. <laughs> no, no. Um, Lionsgate? Which it, the, so the picture deal didn't have anything to do with this, but I think a big part of it was um, it was bringing... Um, cause he's Kurdish and, um, and it was bringing, uh, you know, that art form and the, what, what's a, what's a good way to say it? Kind of the, the culture, the film business opportunities, you know, for production and that kind of stuff for, for the Kurds. And so this, this whole thing is going to be, they're going to build a big, um, production studio. And oh. so, they're in kind of Iraq, like, um, I don't know if it's in Iraq exactly where they're they're building it. And they didn't give any details in that, but it was. I, I thought it was cool that they were helping out. Like, hey, let's bring this. I mean, because this guy's pretty good, um, and he's had some great stuff so far. So it's pretty promising to see what he might be doing coming forward. Well, you're throwing out some words. Great. Uh, yeah. I mean, if anything, he's a straightforward, solid director. I yeah. would say there's nothing um, there to me. There's no uniqueness in this movie. There's no, no. visual so, style. Yeah, there's we're no talking about voice. this particular film. Yeah. And I don't think that this particular film defines who he is. So, I, you know, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, even though this film, like you said, is predictable, is straightforward. Um, it's not, um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> really, though, I, it's fine. Like, if you if you grew up, like, dirt track racing or something. Or if you if you have an appreciation for racing in general, I think you'd enjoy it. You'd be okay with it, like <laughs> like you you wouldn't you wouldn't hate yourself for watching it. 
Um, I watched this last night um, pretty late, and I was like, oh, man, I got to sit through this. <laughs> um, but then I was like, oh, uh, John Travolta with a wig, and it doesn't look terrible most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And uh, it was actually like I was kind of happy to just, just see John Travolta just acting again. Yeah. Instead of trying to do some weird, like, uh, what's the other, the fanatic that came out last well, year? Well, you know, and, and it's and funny that one of the things that were on osmosis this last week was hairspray. And he did, oh and gosh. he played the, the, the woman mom. in hairspray, yeah, right. which I just didn't, it, it, I was like, no, I don't know. It didn't why. fit. It, I, it, it yeah, Is that I a, just, have I, you that, ever seen the Broadway? I have not. I haven't either. Comment below. If you have, if you have, is the mom in the Broadway version also played by a man? Yeah, I don't I'd know. Because if that's if that's so. the carryover, then I can understand sure, it. Sure, yeah. If that's kind of like, that's the gag, that's the joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think it is. I don't know. But it anyways, just, that's that, been it, 20 years now since that movie came out. Right, and it just takes me out of it. Like, it took me out of it. Because um, you're just looking at John Travolta in a right, dress, basically. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah uh, I was just having a hard time with that. Um, wait, wait, you mean in Hairspray, that's the only yeah, thing that took you out of it? N- well, no, but that's, you know. Yeah. Um, Hairspray sucks at me. <laughs> um, moving on. But yeah, the 13-year-old had a hairspray on when I walked in after work, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is what I'm watching while I'm making my sandwich. You make a lot of sandwiches. I, I do. You know, you got to take a picture of a sandwich sometime. We got to see what that looks like. Um, usually, you know, PB and J. You know, nothing special. I have an I have an interesting tidbit um, of, of trivia for mm-hmm. this movie that I got okay. off of IMDb. So take it with a grain of salt, but it's probably true. Um, there's a scene. I don't know if you remember. It's pretty early on, right in the beginning, where um, Cam, the son, is kind of having a discussion slash argument with his wife. Out outside, mm-hmm. and there's it's and a, he and the baby wakes up. Yes, and yep. it's a real simple, just two shot type of thing where it's just reverse, 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 and uh, over the shoulder. Well, when they're f- they were filming uh, Cam's lines, the the winds and stuff were all calm, but then the reverse, you'll notice like her hair is going crazy, <laughs> and there's just wind everywhere. I guess they were under a tornado warning. Oh wow! During that, wow. And they didn't have enough time to, like, wait for it to stop and then go. Like, they had just been through a tornado warning, I guess, like an hour earlier. Oh, yeah. And so the winds were all still there and everything, but they didn't have time to delay it anymore, so they had to film it. So the one thing that stuck out to me immediately was when they're showing Cam's shot, she's in the left of frame. Her hair is perfectly still. And then when they show the reverse and she's talking, her hair is just, like, in her face, and it's everywhere, and it's out to here. And uh, I was like... Those that was two different shoots, like yeah. complete, like two different moments completely. Um, and I found out that that was because of the storm. So there's more to it, though. And this is actually kind of interesting. Um, so this is verbatim what the trivia comment in, uh, in IMDb. IMDb is. Uh, when they were shooting the scene where Cam and Cindy, his wife, are arguing outside their trailer, uh, and the wind was uh, sorry. Let me start that again. Uh, so when they were shooting the scene where Cam and Cindy are arguing outside their trailer and the wind was blowing her hair around, there had been a tornado warning earlier and the staff all had to huddle in a basement for an hour and lost a bunch of shooting time. Uh, later, when they were finally able to finish that scene, the director said something to the DP who spoke mostly Spanish and the director, being Kurdish, doesn't speak Spanish, more than likely. Like probably yeah. Swiss and 
yeah whatever yeah the dp didn't really respond this person says and the director got angry with him and they got into a full-on shoving match so much so that someone had to separate them and calm the director down so that they could finish the scene wow uh well there's like there's like five things there that you just shouldn't do. Uh, <laughs> right. First thing, having an argument with your above the line guy in front of everyone. Right. Yeah. Never do not, that. Not a good Take idea. Take that behind the door. Right. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, physical violence is stupid. Like it, I understand yeah. there's a lot of stress, but come on, man. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, yeah. you're not helming like a blockbuster movie here. Like just chill out, figure it out and be like, okay, you know what? That's fine. Can we get a fan in here? And, you know, blow a bunch of wind for cam scenes that way they look the same. Like, I don't sure, you know. Yeah. Why? Why not? Just yeah. somebody on that set had to have spoke Spanish. They're not going to just hire a Spanish DP and then have a huge language barrier. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds more like an ego barrier than it was. It a definitely barrier. does. Yeah. It definitely sounds like there's yeah. something there where yeah. maybe a little auteurness was coming out uh-huh. and like, this is my American <laughs> movie and... <laughs> Uh, um, we're speculating of course yeah. but that's definitely what that sounds like right um but just don't do that like don't don't physical violence is stupid uh in general like just figure it out man just right. calm yeah. down and figure right. it out it's just yeah. a movie yeah oh my gosh um but yeah that, i thought that was interesting um the other thing i mean we kind of we kind of briefly talked about it but um there's there's quite a bit of overacting on in some senses you know i think and again i i don't know if that's the actor or the director feeling like that scene needs that um i thought cam's character especially was pretty flat and then all of a sudden he had these huge kind of like blow-ups and didn't right just didn't fit well yeah um interesting enough like he's kind of the main character i mean john travolta and his son are the main characters but I thought the Cam character was written the worst out of all of them. I yeah. thought the wife, Cindy, even Shania Twain's character, they all had a lot more interesting kind of dynamics to them mm-hmm. that I was, yeah. I was kind of like explore that more. Yeah. And then all Sam had was this kind of like macho. I got to fend for my family vibe. And that's all he had to him. Like there wasn't, yeah. wasn't an arc. Um, at least there wasn't much of one. If there was an argument, right. it was like a speed bump. Right. Because um, he basically just goes from, you know, I, I want money to, okay, family's important. You know, I got to be with my dad type of a thing. Sure, yeah. Uh, and I thought he was definitely the least fleshed out out of all of them. Um, and, you know, I think I think the Cindy character does a really good job, especially in that argument outside the trailer, Tornado or not, um, where that acting and that whole you actually kind of believe you know that she's afraid of him crashing and and possibly yeah. dying yeah, and she did know, a great got job. A kid and everything yeah and, um even you know checking sam in and telling telling him like it was and i mean yeah i she was great there's an opening scene the opening scene where it's a race and it's uh uh it's cam and um michael Maz- madsen um racing and cam loses but it's all basically just sound effects music and um the announcers like the stadium announcers oh my gosh like i this is where i was like oh no what am i getting myself into (laughs) because it's i think it's like four minutes of just like straight up exposition 
yeah told via these announcers yeah and um i wrote this down i was i i thought this movie would have done great with another edit pass i think so too it needed one more go through yeah that whole segment up top could have been shortened and it would have been so much more effective yeah if it was just sound effects yeah and visuals and that was it yeah 100 I, I didn't need these announcers telling me that there's this big rivalry between the two because you find that out 20 seconds well, later and you can and you can you can show that right cutting back back from one driver yeah. to the other and yeah. showing them you know trading paint so yes <laughs> and, right. so title of the movie uh, there was another race scene later where they did something similar and then they had the laps and then they did the lap right. thing lap lap i didn't need all that right you, you i you didn't need to show the passing of time in those lap scenarios yeah i agree on that you know that could have been edited a lot more concisely you didn't need the the you knew that was that, yeah. that was kind of you you told too much instead of just showing right um that so segments could have edit. been a lot shorter too yeah and then here so i'm glad you brought up the edit because i do feel like another pass in the edit would have you know or maybe a second set of eyes on the edit mm -hmm. you know before the the release of of what we got um the final race the final victory there's this um you know you you feel that 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 tension, the emotion, the buildup. Oh my gosh. And then gosh. it cuts to the song. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I wrote this down too. It, it and it totally takes me out of the moment. Yeah. Like the song I'm like I was sitting is, there <laughs> the song is so misplaced. Oh, it's weird and, poppy country song. And yeah. And it might and lyrically it might make sense, but that was the wrong spot to cut that in. Yeah. Like I want the, give them the trophy. Right. Everybody's yelling and, and, and the, cause the emotional buildup was, it was da, 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 and you're going to get the payoff and then boom, it cuts you off. Oh, it gives just, you the song. There's no other pop the balloon. It was, there was no other yeah. sound underscore Nothing. or, or ambient noise that was in the moment. Yeah, it, it turns into a music straight video. Straight song. And I'm like, Literally, that's what I did. I was like, "Yeah, you had, you had a, you had the opposite reaction to me, where I was sitting there watching it. And my wife had already gone to bed, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden it happens, and I go, "What the hell?" Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just like, "What?" Just fumbling happened? around with the remote, right, seeing yeah. if the audio channel got changed somehow. Yeah, yeah I'm like yeah. Oh, this is just just background audio on yeah. on accident. No, that's how really bad yeah that, i don't that there, there has got to be a reason for that i mean i don't know dude that's the crescendo of the film that's the climax of not do, just that scene do you think that it's, band it's, it's paid the, for that i i don't know i mean because <laughs> it feels it feels so out of place there's not another scene in the movie like that where it just yeah cuts to music and then it's kind of a music montage or something no it's this end race montage yeah i mean and there's plenty of music in the film right there's a Shania thing in there, and um, and so, uh, but it it it's like an underscore. It, it and there's yeah. other, it, it it flows as part of it. This totally doesn't flow. This totally takes you out of that moment. Yeah. Totally throws cold water on the crescendo of yep. that of that. And and I think I'll, ultimately it suffers from it. 
Yeah. It kind of it kind of ruins the whole because up until then I was like, this is fine. What you're left with, right? It ends on that cuts to credits. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is bad. It's not good. That was bad. Because then it comes out of well, it comes out of that and the and the trophy. Oh, scene. I guess there's a little bit of yeah. There's a trophy scene and then it goes to the credits. But it, but yeah. you're left with that feeling that you're you're like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to talk about one thing um, that I'm not sure, and maybe I'm just alone in this. Um, Stumpy, who is John Travolta's best friend in this. Yeah. And he's called Stumpy, I think, for the first time, kind of in the middle of the movie, even though you've seen him a couple times then. I don't right. I don't think they refer to him as that name. Yeah, you don't realize that his leg's missing until about the middle of the movie. And I'm, yeah, that was a big miss for yeah. me, I thought. that that Again, we're going back to the edit here. That scene where he's having that moment where it kind of, you know, it really humanizes John Travolta's mm-hmm. character, gives John Travolta this kind of, like, heroic backstory moment, right, at yeah, least, yeah. should have definitely been moved way earlier. Well, yeah, and, and even foreshadow that with him, them two fishing. Like, yeah. have some random opening shot, right, right with them fishing, mm-hmm. and you get a glimpse that the guy's leg's gone or whatever. And you're, yeah, you, you go you through know. this whole backstory in... It wasn't until he's telling the story that I'm like, oh, his leg is gone. Right. And you've seen him like four or five times since right. then. Yeah. And to me, it was kind of like, why, how come you, that wasn't kind of established? It almost felt like a reshoot thing that they added that backstory later. Like that's, I'm, I'm yeah. sure they didn't, but that's what it felt like because it just, yeah. there was no lead into it. There was no hint. There's no shot of them, like a wide shot of John Travolta and him walking and you see like, his his prosthetic leg no there's none of that up until that didn't but you know it didn't i it that didn't bother me that much i would have liked to have had like i said that 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 scene of them fishing so that it ties that when he's telling that story in or when he's not so much that it bothered me as much as it could have been done with more detail yeah and yeah yeah you're right yeah i know i'm right That's why it's going to be the Z podcast with an occasional E added at the end. Every once in a while, I'll let Eric talk. Um, but yeah, there's I, another element that re- that hit me too. Was when um, is it the random flashbacks to his wife? No, it wasn't the okay, random flash. Yeah. It was which that wasn't really needed either. No, I mean, or it, it could have been done differently yeah, too. I'll speak about that in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, because I think that argument over the car and then kind of the why and just telling this him sharing could have been totally fine. Yeah. Didn't need to set that up as much as it was. Right. Um, The other thing that kind of I wanted to see was when um, the sun spun out, he crashes into him, that whole scene, and then you see Stumpy running across the track. Or kind of gimping yeah, across the hobbling, track, yeah. up to the guy that spun him out. He's right next to the car. Is and it he's the same a, guy. It's the same guy. Yeah, and he's and he's like right next to his car, like. And yeah, I wanted he's sitting in it. Still, I wanted right? him to reach in and grab him because he saw what happened. Yeah, or something. Any or in, or or just in and, any other movie that would have happened. Like he yeah. reaches in and grabs his 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 suit or something or just pulls him out of the or, car or, at least or, 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 or grabs his helmet and like 
and then it cuts to black. Like you don't need to see any more of it. Yeah. Just him. There's zero acknowledgement. Like you know, you know that he knows, and yeah. he's coming after. Yeah. Him. There's no. There's no repercussions to that guy yeah. for doing that. Yeah. No one says, "Hey, man, why'd you do that?" Or no one calls him out on it. That right. character's done. Yeah. After that is yeah. done, he's done. Um. Yeah. The going. I want to go back to the. There's these flashback scenes very early on in the movie, and they're not even really scenes. They're just like quick, like maybe 10 frame shots yeah um that are in uh the very beginning and john travolta he go he has a wrecking company i guess that's kind of what he so his shop he has a tower mm-hmm. and um he goes to this this crash and he's getting ready to tow the car and he's kind of sitting it's raining and he's sitting in the tow truck and then we have these bam 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 like quick flashback hits that are kind of like pretty violent yeah um, kind of jolting in yeah. an editor's way not like in a yeah. physical way um and it's like, wow, that doesn't, for one, I don't know what I just saw because I have no connection to this character yet. Right. And two, um, I thought that if you're going to do that, you could do it different. Like you could have done it um, in more of like a, a, a Terrence Malick kind of way or a um, more, more like a, um, um, you know, like, it's raining, right? And it was raining when the car crash happened where his wife died. If you had kind of this really shallow depth of field shot of like the raindrops falling down the windshield and then you match cut that with raindrops falling down the windshield on hurt, like in the, in the car that they crashed car, yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, and then that would kind of trigger because there's not really a trigger visually and besides the rain that it's kind of like why am i here now and then all of a sudden you're here then you're gone you're out of it and he's he's you know putting the car on the tow truck right i think there could have been a a moment that you could have slowed down there and let that breathe because i'm sure they shot a bunch of footage for those. i mean you're not going to set all those up and then not shoot a bunch of footage slow down and like this movie's only an hour and 27 minutes yeah you could have afforded another four minutes of something Or cut that other time somewhere else, which right. is the opening scene could have been cut in half. Um, and just let that moment breathe. Let that John Travolta memory... Because then you can kind of grasp and you kind of feel and you're like... Yeah, and you're drawn into the character. Right. Faster, and that, yeah. if, you're, if you're able to kind of sit with them having fun in the car and then all of a sudden... You, you know you, you you build up that connection with them and then she dies. It's like now it's more impactful... Because you've had a few moments with her, as opposed to just these ten frames like rapid fire, right? Um, and there's no visual edit connection. I wanted there to be something that kind of segues, you know, yeah. like a match cut of something to something. And yeah, I like the idea with the with the. Uh, it's super simple. Yes, yes. Rain. Yep. Hitting you just the windshield. Do a, yeah, you do yeah. a dolly shot into, you know, John Travolta sitting at the tow truck waiting, and then uh, you know, just real slow, and then you have. Uh, you know, the next shot is just it's a real macro shot of just water dripping onto the windshield or uh, or the like the side window. And then you match cut that to the same shot. But, you know, years, 10 years earlier, 15 years earlier, whatever it was yeah. of the car wreck night. Yeah. Um, and I think that would have sold it. That, you know, there's, things need a thread. Yeah. When yeah. you're editing and storytelling. It's just those little details that, that, yeah. that really help. Yeah. Um, you know, support the story mm-hmm. that help cut co- co- with the cohesion 
you know, and that type of thing. And I think if you get into a certain level of directing, like you get those moments thought out a little bit better. Um, you know, so like if you got like a Denny Villeneuve uh, movie or something like, you know, Prisoners, there's a lot of that kind of thread connecting and, and cuts and, you know, David Fincher and, and a lot just guys that are at the top of their game. Yeah. Um, they're thinking those things out, you know? Right. And how much of that, here's a question for you. Uh, how much of that is really uh, the director's vision? Um, how much of that is uh, the editor going, hey, this, this is... Yeah, the, sure. The, and how much of that is, you know, more landing on the 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 writer? So I think it's probably... I mean, it's got to be a combination of all of them, mm -hmm. right? Um, although I would say that it probably should land more on the director um, and then maybe the editor. Um, a, a really great example of the editor coming up with a solution. I'll give you two. So Star Wars 1977 was a mess. And um, George Lucas's uh, wife at the time uh, came in and totally made that movie what it is, along with another editor. Their, their names escape me. I'm sorry. Um, that movie would not be the movie that we know and love today if the editor didn't come in and find things that worked, find cuts, find matches. Because mm -hmm. um, so much of that movie is the interesting, like, you know, the wipe cuts. Right. And oftentimes they're wiping to another action that's in a similar direction or something, right. you know, yeah. and that's finding those moments. Right. The editor definitely did that. Those were not planned. Yeah. Um, they were planned there on out. I, I'm sure. sure because they, yeah. now they have that voice they and that realize style. It, it, right. You know how well it works and yeah, you know, let's, let's keep another, point another point to bring up is, you know, you're sitting at the end of in game and the editor from that says, well, he should say, I am Iron Man. Well, yeah, and that was a reshoot. Right. Yeah. And But it was a reshoot because Thankfully, the editor the, threw while, that idea out there. While they were still yeah. in that space. So yeah. I think that, you know, there now I don't know, movies like this probably don't have much of a budget for reshoots. Um, but you could have probably found some stock footage um, shot on the same format that you could have color graded to look like it was shot by you guys of a windshield with rain on it and then just tied those in together somehow. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that should that at that point should have been on the editor. But um, if you have a writer with a voice, like if mm -hmm. you have a, um, a writer that is just he's known for getting every single detail in um, Aaron Sorkin is one of those type of writers. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he has a master class on master class. It's incredible. Um, mm -hmm. He's one of the best writers for film and TV that I know of. He did the West Wing, Social Network, um, just a ton of things. I think he's amazing. Um, he is a type of writer, though, that would definitely be like the water droplets on the windshield reminded John Travolta's character of the water droplets on that day. And then that's where the yeah. director and the cinematographer would go through shot lists and create that shot list right, for those yeah. moments. And... Um, but if you don't have a writer like that, which oftentimes you don't, oftentimes studios are buying scripts and then the director is getting attached to them and doing their vision of that. Right. And there's then an adaptation. Point, it's some totally sort of, the yeah. director. Yeah. And I think you have certain directors that are definitely going to be like, we need to get this, 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 all these insert shots. I don't know exactly which one I want to use, but I know we need them. 
Right. And I think that's fine. I mean, I think it's, it's perfectly acceptable to say, I don't know which ones I want because that's what good editors are for. Yeah. The editor will find that shot, that look, that moment that works best in, in the edit. Um, and I think this movie may have suffered from a little bit of all three. I think definitely the edit is, is probably the most troubling part yeah. of this movie. Yeah. Uh, again, it could have used another pass, maybe even two. Um, but yeah, I think I think it starts from the writer. Um, but if you don't have a writer that that's not their type, and the, or that writer wants to leave it up to the interpretation right. of the director, yeah, which happens gives, all the time, gives them creative yeah space for sure. Then yeah, um, cool. but I don't think it should be going past like it should never be ending it like starting at the the editor. Right. Like if the director didn't get it, then that's right because you got to capture the, the the footage in the first place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So I think I think yeah it, it should start at the writer but it shouldn't no less start at the director yeah and you know I think what I what I appreciate of you know just us talking and breaking these down is is there's an educational pro- part of it too that I really appreciate and you know new things that I learn um, you know from your experience and from stuff that we break down. Um, and then stuff that I'm reminded of and, you know, the whole time passing thing, you know, we talked about the whole time passing thing in 1917 and, you know, cause it had this more in real time feel to it because of the way it was shot. Um, you know, in this, you know, there's elements of time passing, i.e. in those races that didn't need to be illustrated or edited the way that they were yeah you didn't need to, to see the yeah the real time of for everything. it to work yeah and i think in some cases like for me you know like i mentioned it took me out of like if i'm i'm now more concerned about thinking about this edit and this time passing in like kind of on the nose with the lap thing going on it i'm like I'm, yeah. out, I'm out now i'm yeah. not engaged um you've you've remove that level of yeah. engagement and i think that's you know what good writers directors editors when you have a solid film those those moments you're you're hyper aware of things that are going to take people out of it yeah and work so that you don't do that i think there was uh, there was an opportunity here to have a movie that was more about the racers and not the racing mm-hmm. and it kind of went middle of the road on both yeah and i think if it would have maybe put the racing as the back seat and and treated itself as more of a drama as opposed to this kind of you know we, we want to get the you know the meathead normal kind of audience viewer audience then and it went for a little bit more of like a sophisticated, not sophisticated, but you know, like just a little more on the drama side, on the acting side, as opposed to the action side. Yeah. Um, it felt like they thought, well, you know, it was this safe. is a racing movie. It needs racing. But it was safe. Y- yes. This there, is, there, yeah. there was a lot of, I think safe choices yeah. that were made. And, right. and, you know, you started out with, it was, it was okay. And, yeah. you know, and I, and we talked about it being predictable. Um, and it was, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, um, but from pulling this from the bin, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It was better than I anticipated it. 
this could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, you know, a couple of, like the the main notes that I have. Overall, nice production quality. Yep. I thought locations were great. Yep. Um the cinematography was pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't um in no way was it like groundbreaking or unique or like there's not a whole lot of interesting dynamic angles and compositions Mm -hmm. but um the lighting and the color grade of it was solid and it you know and i enjoyed looking at it and nothing took me out of it right it felt like a film yeah and i liked that i I, I appreciated that um and uh it was good to see john travolta with some normal hair yeah you know yeah it was cool not looking like a crazy person yeah (laughs) (laughs) well here's the thing would you recommend somebody to watch this if you like straightforward racing movies, or if you just like dirt track racing, because it doesn't get a whole lot of love, um, yeah. If you like John Travolta, even though he's a whack job, um, <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, is he though? He's a Scientologist, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> moving right along. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess I would. I mean, I, I wouldn't not. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really good. Um, example of you know uh what would you edit like watching this for the edit but for the for the general audience that's perusing through the bin yeah for five bucks i would say is it worth the five bucks if you grab it and the two hours if you blindly grab it from the bin and you're like should i give this a shot yeah yeah i i would say so yeah there's much worse things in the bin right and um you got some great acting from john um you got your shania twain eye candy a little bit of what are you talking shania twain (laughs) eye candy what are you talking about i'm old so i guess so (laughs) by the way shania twain is completely 100 percent dressed the entire time in this movie yeah in pants that fit and a shirt that definitely fits like don't there's no eye candy well i mean you know they threw her in there i'm sure for she was fine. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> she didn't blow me away, but she also didn't take me out of it. Right. So yeah. I guess that's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it was, it was kind of nice to see like John Travolta playing or, or like John Travolta's character dating another character of the same age. Yeah. And then didn't try to make it like him dating a 23 year old. Right. Yeah. It wasn't weird. It, yeah. It, 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 it just, it felt like, it you felt know. pretty southern. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. For the most part, I think it's a pretty accurate, straightforward movie. Uh, accurate in like the sense of the world, maybe. Um, I'm sure there is a lot of that. Um, dealership owners are also the racers in that small sure, small yeah. world of, yeah. of racing, dirt track racing. But um, yeah, general audience, if you want to watch it, it's not a bad hour and a half. Um Except for that last two minutes. Right. Yeah. Sorry. But, sorry about that song in the end. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, but yeah, I guess, I guess check it out. Yeah. Check, check it out. Yeah. So there you have it. There's a, I don't know. Is it, would you call it a, I don't know if it's a bin gem. <laughs> I don't um, know if I call it a gem. It's but a I ruby. Mean, <laughs> it's a yeah, bin ruby. Fair enough. Fair bin enough. Bin ruby. 
but it wasn't. We, we have to have but a it wasn't a rotten here. tomato. No pun intended. Oh, we can't use that trademark. <laughs> um, um, or, no, I think we have. Uh, it wasn't a rotten apple. We have no. Let's keep with the rocks, the the <laughs> minerals here. So uh, it's it's either a rock, uh-huh. a ruby, uh-huh. or a gem. Wasn't a ruby a gem though? I don't know. <laughs> What's what's the middle of the like uh, like um, like jade maybe? <laughs> isn't jade more expensive than rubies no, though? Ruby, no, okay, rubies well, way more fine. Than then jade. we have rocks, jades, and rubies. There we go. This was a this was a jade. This was uh, a jade of a film. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're not jaded. <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving it a gem though. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I but guess yeah. that about does but, it though. Yeah, that's it from the bin. Eric, you want to close this out? Sure. Hey, thank you so much for for listening, tuning in, and watching this episode with that guy, Zach Abbott, and that guy, that's me, Eric. Um, thanks for thanks for spending. Get out of here! <laughs> thanks for spending time uh, checking out from the bin. Sponsored by the Easy Podcast. We own it. It's us. That's right. We're not sponsoring it. I'm we're, not, we're sponsoring the. We're the, not from paying the for our own okay, segment. This is true. This is true. Produced by uh, the Easy Podcast Show. Um, yeah, you can find us online. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Zach Abbott's. He's yep. on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and at Eric Thurston. Yep. Uh, you can find the Easy Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Easy Podcast. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, email us at the Easy Podcast Show at gmail.com. That does it. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.